up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a special live episode where, you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. I am one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined no longer across the power of the internet because we are finally able to record for the first time in person in eight months or something like that. So this is... A great celebration on yet another reason that we actually get to be in person recording once again. No longer over the power of the internet, but physically to my right, Rachel Mogan. Bonjourno. Bonjourno to you. Oh, it feels good. Well, how are you this fine extra life day? Feels good. Uh, yeah, Torque did help. I helped $10. It was a big help. I'm doing amazing, obviously, because we have far exceeded my expectations for today. Oh, yeah. After last year, I guess I just didn't really know how it would go. So the fact that we've already exceeded our goal and are are doing fantastic is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, This is our favorite time of the year. It's like our Christmas and it's our birthday. Yes. It's our heckin' birthday. We deserve to be happy. It is our fifth anniversary. <laughs> it is. Which is insane to me, too, Team that Jack we're now at. a five-year-old kid. Yes. We're in kindergarten now, I think. And to celebrate that, we have... Oh, no, the fan's going to blow it out. It might not. Oh, look at it oh, go. Look it at it go. We got some Shield brownies. Shielded. You can bring it in. Sam made us some brownies. Thank for you, fifth Sam. Birthday. And so these two on the bottom are homemade from. No, they all, all of them are. Oh my God. She made them into the, the little ones too. They look like they're from HEB. Right? I thought That's they were incredible. Too. But no, some wow. homemade brownies for us to celebrate. You guys get to watch us eat them. Don't worry. We won't eat them during the stream and just, you know, because that then we'd just be filling That's our faces. That's for our OnlyFans. <laughs> exactly. Mukbang there edition. We go. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, All no. right. So okay, here we hurry. go. We're just going to blow these things out real quick. Okay. We got to make a wish. Okay. You ready? Let's blow this out. Yay. Yeah. Happy birthday to us. So, oh, thank you. Thank you. I wished for $10 million. <gasps> That's so many. Through our OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we are here at Teen Chat Podcast. Granted, today is not a Tuesday morning. It is, in fact, a Saturday night, almost a Friday. It's not. It's Saturday. And so for we will, though, be releasing a recording of this version that will be going out on Tuesday across podcast services around the World Wide Web and also viewable on our YouTube channel channel where you can watch every other episode that we've produced over these five years well except, except for the first like the 25. first 30 yeah. yeah we didn't start doing video until episode 30 so you have this is episode 226 five oh or God. six two i think it's 225 it is 225 so you can watch uh 199 episodes first of all no what 96 a, what a nice there mark 225 <laughs> for this one like that's i know right a good number it's a good, number. a good number it hits right and so uh, you can watch all those on a page on all uh, YouTube, podcast services, all that good stuff. You can find us on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join our Discord server where we have a lot of fun conversation throughout the week when we're not here on the show recording and talking about games. But, you know, we also talk about a whole lot of games there too. And then finally, also, if you would like to help, you've been helping us already so much with Extra Life and we are appreciative so much of everybody's donations. But if you would also like to help make Team Chat bigger and better, you can head over to Patreon com slash team chat podcast whereas for as little as a dollar a month you can support the show and in return we'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general tuesday release access to a private server on our private channel on our discord server the rogues gallery and a couple new things coming down the pike i forgot to rehash these with i was you about again, to say but, what's new we did talk about this before uh one of the things that we did have to have put kind of put to the side during 
quarantine and everything when we were trying to figure oh, out right. all this new stuff coming back like how right, this right. is all going to work and then just quarantine in general being you know and everyone it, not being in the I best mean, we mindset. were just scrambling to make sure that we could still do the show and have it make sense yeah. online and all this so we will be bringing back our five dollar uh, part of our because we have three tiers we have the one dollar two three dollar and then five dollar yep. the differences between those in our Patreon tiers. The difference is there is that the $1, you get audio early and access to the Rogues Gallery channel. $3, you get video and audio early and access to the Rogues Gallery channel. $5 is you get the video, audio early, access to the Discord channel, and a special Patreon exclusive show for its first two weeks, Team Chit Chat, where Mogan and I talk about things uh, fi- different, various. We different talk things. about anything that isn't related to video games. Yes. Like that's our time to talk about all the stuff that we do in the rest of our lives. Exactly. Because believe it or not, we do stuff when we leave here. It's true. So in the past, we've done things like talking about Sushi Go, which is a really fun uh, tabletop card game. We've talked about Castlevania. The, uh, not, not the uh, not the game. Not the that game. The show, the show specifically the show. We've talked about Keep Your Hands Off Azokin, one of my favorite anime, and we're going to try to bring that back so that we can continue to talk about just the other things in our in our daily lives that we do mm-hmm. that we think are great, yeah. or even that we think are stupid, and that we just want to talk about. Wait, didn't we just talk about? About like how much sometimes the Star Wars fandom can suck on occasion. Yeah. We actually that was only one did before we had to like before we canceled everything because of of it. We did only four episodes, so we're ready to bring this back and we're gonna keep it like how we were, where it's we do we we shoot for two of those a month. The first two weeks that they're released are Patreon exclusive at that five dollar tier. Then after that two weeks goes by, we release them on t- across our YouTube channel for everyone else to be able to enjoy. So we're gonna be bringing that back. Another thing we're bringing into the new year. I've watched a lot of anime this year. Yeah, I know. I've got I've got a list now. I'm like a lot really of anime, upset bro. on all the things to talk about in Team Chit Chat. But then the thing also that we're going to be doing different. I don't, you know, I don't know if anybody has really knows because this is kind of a quiet change that we did. But we started removing. We di- no longer have the soundtrack spotlight uh, thing at the end of our episodes. The reason for that being is because we didn't really want to. We were trying to avoid running into any copyright issues, different things like that. It's just coming annoying. Rise. Every once you, in a while, we get tagged for those. Like, even if something does technically fall under the terms of fair use, which it always does, mm-hmm. if somebody still, like, copyright strikes your channel for a claim, it's just annoying to have to deal with. Right. Sometimes so. it mutes it. And then, too, as the show grows, like, we're looking into more options as far as, like, monetizing and different things like that. And sometimes having copyrighted work like that can and, and Pack yeah. that so we've come up with a new solution for this because we obviously still love talking about soundtracks and being able to do that we're now going to be uh i think we're, we're shooting for once a week on these we're going to be publishing a blog article where mogan or i will author a quick like soundtrack spotlight post talking about a game's music why we like it and with some select samplings from those scores yeah. so that's going to be it's a our way to get around it we both get to flex a little bit of our other creative skills like writing which which been, need flexing yeah they we, like, we need, need to not flex even those. flexing we need to like mold them we're going to be molding those yeah, skills we're gonna be so we're going to start together. practicing up on our writing it'll give us an opportunity to still explore one of our favorite facets of video games yes. the soundtracks and that just gives us more ways to be able to share with everybody you know the kinds of things that we love and that we want other people to love mm-hmm. whether they like it or not that's right yeah. so we're going to be releasing those on our website and those won't be behind any kind of like they no, they're just, just out be there on our for, regular us, for, for people to have so those are kind of the things that we're going to be doing in this next year to really try to again grow and expand what team chat can do and all of course that is kind of what patreon 
helps us do is make it make it a little bit easier for us to be able to do those things yeah. and just make the show like I said it makes the show bigger and better and the kinds of things that we use that money for is stuff like hosting services mm-hmm. it costs money to host shows on the web like this so hosting services equipment fees that's really all of where the money goes it's yeah. not like Jared and I are rolling in dough no, no, on no. the side have you seen how big Birdie is the food for Birdie is, is where expensive. most of the budget goes <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep those producers Happy, Gotta you know? keep the Fender producers they, happy. They, they yeah, like they're to... really eating into our profits, literally. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, but yeah. So those are some of the new things that will be coming. Of course, we're going to continually keep trying to improve and grow how we deliver the episodes and what we, uh, you know, and all those different things. Like, try obviously trying to get more guests on. We've had a great success in this last year with having some of our best performing episodes have been with our guests. Like one that shot up recently, the last was part two review that we did with Roro and Kirok is one of our most watched episodes that we've ever had. You know, it's incredible. Those names just keep coming up lately. I It's like they're really good. It's almost like they're awesome people that you should go (laughs) check out. (laughs) So that is, so we're going to be always working to have more guests on constantly working to develop our formats and everything to deliver the best stuff. And if you guys obviously have any notes or like feedback for us on, things that you would like to either see topic ideas all those things either let us know by commenting on either our social media sending us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com writing into us on our discord channel all that great stuff so we are just excited to be able to bring another year of team chat to everyone and that we're still going to be keep doing this and everything like that so it's uh it's it's crazy and we got some we got some drinks here because we're not only celebrating the results of the election. Uh, but we are also, of course, celebrating Team Chat's five years. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. There wasn't, it's a koozie. There it's a koozie, much, not much what? of a clink yeah. there. Mm-mm-mm. Delicious. Delicious. And Andy, if you could give me some of that pizza, that'd be great. That would be great. Oh, it looks also, like we're getting a few uh, donations rolling in. As oh my speaking. God, really? We're yeah. so we're so good at raising money for oh the children. God. We're at 985. Oh my God, wait, what just happened? People! What the hell? We're having to come up with too many stretch goals here. Oh no, <laughs> we're going to have to think of something else. Everyone stop donating. Yeah, we got two, oh, two more $100. Oh my God, from Hoomst. I don't know. Who want? We don't know that many people. <laughs> I mean, you might, but I don't have any friends. <laughs> All right, let's take a peek at these real fast. All right, thank you so much to Gurleyan again. Is it really? Is it really? No. Yes, it is. That can't. He's insane. Gurleyan, thank you so much. Wow. Wow. He says, raised from Miss Jedi, shaving my head on stream. <sighs> That's incredible. I didn't know that was going to happen. I, I would have wanted to see that. That's Dude, a, that's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. Wow. That's holy crazy. Cr- holy cow. Dang. That's crazy. Awesome. Okay. Well, we better start thinking of what we want to do now if we hit a thousand. So. I guess so. <laughs> I don't Somebody know really wants that OnlyFans yeah, to happen. I guess so. <laughs> I told you it was a joke. I didn't mean it. <laughs> oh man, that is awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. That's incredible. Um, but yeah, so. Where was I? Uh, we were talking about birthday stuff. But obviously, you know, every year that we do this, we it's a big thing because for me, because this is insane to me that this has even lasted for, you know, I remember when we started and we were just kind of like, what is, what, how are we going to, oh, there we go. I'm a genius. There you go. I just put the internet into large print because nice. I was struggling to that read is the kind chat. Of, I was having a hard time yeah. with that too, so now that Woo, works. I'm incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Donate for me being incredible. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. But yeah, 
uh, Andy says, we do have all the friends and it's what we deserve. And you know what? We do have an incredible community around us. Because, um, I, and, and I think, and honestly though, like we, we're celebrating here, but that we obviously could not be here celebrating if absolutely. it wasn't for all of you. We have had so much support along the way and it has just been more than we could have asked for. Yeah. So we are so happy to continue to be doing this. We're not going anywhere. No. Quarantine can't stop us. That's right. No, no matter what. That's right. We're going to be here. <laughs> so yes, a big thank you to our community. A big thank you to everyone who listens and and you know to wrap up the the like the pitch patreon part of this if you can't donate to us monetarily that's totally fine because just being out there in the world uh telling sharing the good news of team chat either by writing us reviews subscribing uh telling your friends all that helps get the great word of team chat podcast out and for that we are eternally grateful and love you all heart there we go emojis heart I saw you emoji. building up that yeah i was time. i was like well, how long is it gonna take <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, of course big too, heart. and of course too as we do this also i have to give a big special thank you to uh samantha as well for all of her support and that she gives behind the scenes not only and her appearances on the show and not only making us amazing baked goods but she also is the one who like made the stickers that we have that we're giving yeah. out for all the people who donate we're, si- we're sending you a sticker so you, you know, do you gotta, have to send us your address you gotta though. send us your address so you want the sticker send us your address exactly we don't but care we got, how you do it just let us know <laughs> we got these bomb team chat podcast stickers and we whoop, there, they're in focus, but I just they look great post. on your car. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they would stick on your car. They we do. put them on our Nalgies. They actually work really well on like Nalgie <laughs> water bottles and stuff. You just like have that. to wipe all the dirt off first, and then you slap it on there. Oh yeah, come show it off. Yeah, put it right come in front of the camera so that everybody can see it. It's a little blurry, but yeah. Oh, oh, oh put it down a little hers, bit. Hers has been on there for like a long. Yeah, time, that's why too. you actually can't see it. It's so blurred <laughs> out. <laughs> But it's Sam, been through a lot. But along making those those everything, uh, those stickers and everything, Sam also is obviously a big uh, moral support to to me, to Mogan, and to like just also fun to have. She helps run with our social media and stuff. She helps in so many different ways, and this obviously would not be possible without her. So love you. Love you. And, and then I, I also have to give a big thank you to you. Oh, I, I was going to say to you because well, I was no, like, I'm, I'm all still of talking. This, so like, this is gonna- <laughs> all of this. I'm gesturing at the rough like amalgamation of various technologies just kind of floating around in the background. That when I look at, it stresses me out. <laughs> so, I mean, I must admit, it stresses me out. Thank God <laughs> somebody else does together. this part because I don't want to have nothing to do with that. Except for like, I can I can make the mouse click on things why did we hit that's the most i can do did we really i think we, we have to refresh it again i think we might have please hit, stop don't uh, no don't stop because it's for the children <laughs> we inter- did it oh 1, my god thousand did oh my somebody god donate the exact right amount to I make it an got, even 1k yeah i think somebody uh, donated a 15 that is exact that that alone makes me happy that it's the proper it's yeah, the proper it's just amount. that even wonderful one thousand. Oh my goodness! I we have doubled it. our original goal. We were. Oh my god! You're right. We did. Crap. And we still have so many hours to go. And we still have <laughs> Camp the Boy, who's going to be streaming for the rest of this month towards the Extra Life page. Oh, you're and we right. still have Roro after us. Oh my god! We're, we're just barely getting started. I we're feel like we're doing too good. But so, uh, as I was saying. Big thank you to you as well, because, you know, obviously this is something that we bo- that we both do for free, you know, like it's we donate our time We just show up. and I know especially like trying to remain committed to the schedule, helping, you know, doing all that you do to help with the show. You like, you know, I may have set up the technology part. Mogan handled all the back end of scheduling and and getting this extra live stream up and ready, coordinating our guests, making the schedule, all that different stuff. But then also. 
outside of that, you know, this has just been a literal joy getting to do this show. And I am so excited that we were able to meet and that we have since in this in these five years become like such good friends and just got been able to just both gush over a passion that we share. And that has been an incredibly fun time. And I look forward to doing one of these episodes every single week. Absolutely. Me too. And for anybody that hasn't heard our origin story before, I'll recap it for you real quick. So five years ago, I was still really new to Austin. It actually was more like six years ago that Mm -hmm. we actually first met. And then the podcast kind of happened a little bit after that. So I had just moved to Austin pretty recently. One of my best friends from high school and college, she moved to Las Vegas Her twin sister, who is also my friend, moved to Oregon. Her twin sister and hers mom's Mm -hmm. boyfriend got a job in Austin temporarily. So her mom visited here, and then she came to visit as well. And then through that sister's mom's boyfriend, I went to go hang out with them. They knew Zach. No, they didn't even knew Zach. They knew this other guy, Mike. We went to go pick up Mike. Mike was like, hey, we should go hang out with my buddy Zach. We went to go pick up Zach. That's how I met Zach. I knew somebody who 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 knew somebody to get to you. (laughs) I feel like that's crazy. It's crazy. Because I feel like every single time I hear this story, there's like new iterations to it that I didn't realize. Well, because I keep forgetting that like it wasn't just – it wasn't just Glenda. It was her sister, Amy. Oh, Glenda. But it wasn't just Amy. It was the fact that her mom was in town. Yeah. But the only reason her mom was in town was because Elliot was in town. So I technically only – got to see any of them on that given day because Elliot had a temporary job here and then their mom came and then Amy came and then Amy knew Mike and then Mike knew Zach and it's just like wow that's insane we barely we're we're like Kevin Bacon levels of almost missing Pretty each much. other because I remember for, for inception of, for it really the, is it really is uh for those who are wondering who's Zach Zach was uh oh. when we began the show like he was our third co-host and then after a while he went off to make like his start making his own films and all this other stuff so he's uh we've checked in with him recently He's doing really great too. So um but, his hair is still as fantastic as ever. Oh, I'm God, that so hair. Yeah, hair. right. Me too. It's, it's like, always can just I like have perfect that? amount, just nice thickness. I just always wanted like, to run my hair. Yeah, it always my hands has the exact it. right swoop. It was and it's perfect. Just like, it was beautiful. Man, I wish that could be me. Same. Why not? Same. <laughs> as I sit here with a shaved head. Oh, Zach. But, uh, but so no, when we first got uh when we first met, Zach was like, because I met Zach first through like a film contact. And then we were talking and we, I brought up the idea of doing this show to him. And he was like, hey, I've got a friend who I think would be perfect. I, in my head, always assumed that you guys have been friends for a while. Then I find out a couple of years later, you guys barely knew we each other. We had barely known each other for about a month. That's insane. Had hung out a few times. And then he was like, hey, you want to be on this thing? And I was like, sure. Because I had no concept of what he was actually asking for. Yeah. And then I realized. Oh, look too, what you got roped into Yeah, now. and then I realized too late that it was way more than I was expecting. And I was like, oh, I already <laughs> said I'd do it. So it well, thanks for like, not backing just, out. <laughs> <laughs> so just the pure fact that I just happened to know the exact right chain of people. And I was just too... Nice to be like, nah, I don't want to do that. Plus, it did sound fascinating. It sounded fun. And I was like, yeah, I'll do something that's out of my comfort zone. And look where we are now. Look where we are. Raising over the course of the show, we've probably now throughout these three extra lives later, we've raised almost $3,000 for Yeah, we've for now charity. raised we've, over $2,600 for we, Dell Children's Medical Center. Yep. And oh, we've yes. done... 225 episodes, a few, a handful of like almost 20 bonus episodes, team chit chat. We now you know, have a, like a monthly community stream. Yeah. 
Just there about. we go. Just about. We do like the community stream nights now or the monthly streams and all this other stuff. We're both now starting to dabble into more streaming on our own. It's really grown and it's crazy to see where this has gone. And so thousands for a charity. Yeah. Thousands. That's right. So we are just, it's been insane where this has led and I'm excited to see where it's going to go. And so we are glad that all of you are along for the ride with us because as I said, this would not be possible at all without you and Birdie here to be our producer. So good girl. Good girl, Bird. Good girl, Birdie. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, if you're not able to donate or if you're not able to become a patron, you can still help us out tremendously through all of the ways that are free. Word of mouth yeah. is our best friend. Oh, Tell sure. your friends. Like, that's how that's how we get the word out. We don't really advertise. So tell your friends. Write us reviews. Comment on the YouTube videos. We don't care what you comment. You can say first for all we care. Yeah. Yeah, any, anything to help out. So thank but you so much. And every every tiny amount helps. Absolutely. Make everything better absolutely it's always funny because we sometimes every once in a while we'll get like a random person comment on our youtube and be like wow you guys are great you should not i'm not, I'm not saying this to boast i'm just saying this like wow you guys are great you should have more eyeballs i'm like i agree please help us get there yeah, and telling like, people dude, is like one of the easiest we need ways to do you that. to go tell people like you're the one saying this now it's your job to go tell some exactly people. <laughs> exactly so well, so yes, a big thank you once again to everyone because this has been a fantastic ride. Yeah. Uh, so and it then has been great. This episode's topic is coming to us from one of our favorite community members, Fuchsia Rascal. Yes. So you, if you were on the stream earlier today during Mario Kart, Fuchsia was able to join us. Uh, and she's joined us before in the past for our Extra Life team. We love her to death. And she's actually the one who sent in today's topic. Ooh. So we do sometimes do topic suggestions. Because we need suggestions for that topics. We person, actually have quite a few that we have in the yeah, pipeline. Yeah, we do. That person from two years ago who commented on our Life is Strange video and said, hey, are you guys going to play Vampire? We did. And I we actually posted. It. I, I replied yeah. to their comment. Yeah, just be like, just letting you know. Yeah, it's two years late, but we but did, we did it, it. <laughs> after it was free, but we still did it. So today's topic suggestion, which I thought was perfect for like a fifth year anniversary, is Birdie. Birdie, go can lay I down. Help you? Go lay down, Bird. <laughs> She's like, you smell like a kitty cat. Birdie, oh. lay down. Why? Why me? Go, go get see Sam. Mom. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> dog slobber. Anyways, the topic suggestion is: if you had to select a few games, let's limit it to three to five total, okay. to give someone who's never played games before, which ones would you choose? And she says, keeping in mind, trying to give a good introduction to a variety of different genres and beginner-friendly level, which I took a little liberally. <laughs> but also interesting storylines and stuff. So we both thought this was a great suggestion. And we've decided to kind of do it debate style, like WWE style. I feel like that's the style. best way to do this. So what we're actually going to do is Jared and I have both, have both picked five games that we think are the best for giving someone who's never played games before. We're each going to go through our five. We're going to compare. And then we're going to kick off from there debating which of our five do we think should make the core five. Right. So five games, ten games will go in. Only five can come out. Absolutely. Who will reign supreme and hopefully like we combine on a couple of these to make it easier i think i think at least one from my list we're gonna overlap okay on. so then we'll have four other sl slots yeah and so this is also a really good one because obviously we're here on a live episode we've got the chat rolling so if you guys have any suggestions things that we're not thinking of yeah let us know and also because if you have I, opinions this is hard. yeah this stuff is hard because this one especially i was talking about it with sam actually before we got started that it's like 
how do you know? Like, it's, I think you have to go into this assuming that like the person is an open book. Don't have no. It, they don't have any idea. Well, that's the topic suggestion. What they, Someone who's never played exactly. A video they don't game have before. an idea of like what genres they're going to like, different stuff like that. So you are really just looking at like what do you think are like the best games to get to somebody in there. And I'm honestly, I'm still kind of un- slightly undecided on on my fifth one. So why don't I read out my five? All right, and we'll just we'll just we'll, I'll say my five. You say your five, and then we'll go from there. That sounds All good. All right. So the five that I picked are Final Fantasy VII. Either the original or the new one. Okay. I don't care which one you pick. Hollow Knight. Oh, okay. Not yeah. sorry that it's hard. I think I it's say, very beginner friendly once you get into it. That one's pretty hard. Yeah, that was, it, was, it depends, it depends, it depends. Uh, Firewatch, because mm, you know I got to yeah, talk yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah, one yeah. of my faves, Stardew Valley. Okay. And Tekken 7. So mm. that's it's Tekken 7 just because it's the most modern iteration. I would branch that out to any Tekken game specifically. Not Street Fighter, not Blaze Blue Cross Tag or whatever it's called, not Mortal Kombat, Tekken specifically. Those are my five. Okay. So mine. Incredibly, Mario didn't manage to make my list. Whoops. Well, guess what, <laughs> Torque Glares? Super Mario 64. Ooh, okay. Because that is just a classic. Uh, or I could even substitute, say, Super Mario Odyssey. Okay. If they're like, graphics. the graphics of 64 aren't hitting home for me. I'm like, you know what? Perfect. Here's Mario Odyssey. Came out two years ago. Right. Looks, still looks great. But I still hold that Mario 64 is like a classic game that I feel like everybody should play at some point. And then I would say next, Stardew Valley. So we did cross So we over. already got one We already on got one list. on our list. We'll both, we'll both say yes to Stardew Valley. It's locked in for one of the And five. we'll go more into yeah, detail we'll about, about why it. we feel like it fits. Number three, Life is Strange. Ooh, I really thought about that. And then four, to give something a little bit bigger, a little bit uh, more, something more time you can spend in, Assassin's Creed. Ooh, okay. I would say of, the, of that one, obviously I enjoy the whole series. Interesting. I would hit either two. Or Origins. Ooh, okay. Right now. Granted, Valhalla is about to drop in a cu- in like a week, so we'll Origins see how that one goes. Origins is the one with Bayek, right? In, in okay. Egypt, yes. yes. So you either have that one or Assassin's Creed 2, which is the introduction into Ezio and all that stuff. The, that trilogy is really good, but 2 still is like... I, and I think support. that's like what most critics would agree on also. Yeah, that Assassin's so. Creed 2 is like the pinnacle of the Assassin's Creed games. But here's where I run into my my difficulty now. Because I feel like I've got a good coverage of the gambit. But then also trying to stay with Fuchsia's original idea of something more entry level. I'm immediately – I was immediately like, does Last of Us fit on this? Because not only – I think it's a good example and could fit on this list – Either Last of Us one or two, I would say, both should be enjoyed. But you know, if you're if we're having to choose one, they're a complete package. They are a complete package. <laughs> if you had to choose one, though, they are. I feel like to me, they're like the pinnacle of what gaming can be in terms of like story, game, gaming, and all that stuff coming together. But I also recognize depressing as hell. So I don't know if that's necessarily Good what point. you want to like send someone with first. Yeah. <laughs> So then my second thought is, but then it's similarity to Assassin's Creed is why I'm slightly hesitant to put it would be Horizon Zero Dawn. Again, great story. It's an incredibly engaging world. So this is where I'm kind of tied and I might need help figuring out my fifth one because then I'm also like complete departure from these other four that I've listed because Horizon Zero Dawn is, you know, in overall genre more similar to Assassin's Creed. 
I would have to say potentially Call of Duty Modern Warfare. The original one. Because as like a solid first person shooter. Oh no, Fuchsia. We got to recap for Fuchsia then. Since it's her topic. Fuchsia, just FYI, we're doing your topic. So we've each picked, but we're doing it in a different way. So we've each picked five games that we think we would introduce to someone who has never played video games before. We've just gone through our lists. Mine are Final Fantasy VII, either the old or new one. I don't care which one. Stardew Valley, which we actually both share in common. So Stardew Valley is already locked in. Uh, Any Tekken game from me, notably Tekken 7, just because it's the most easily accessible right Mm now. Um, Hollow Knight. I don't care that it's not easy. We'll talk about it later. (laughs) Uh, Hollow Knight and Firewatch from me. But I'm already kind of like, I probably would sub that out for Life is Strange. See, this is why we've got to hash these (laughs) out. Because my list was Super Mario 64 or uh, Super Mario Odyssey, if you wanted something more recent. Stardew Valley, again, Life is Strange. An Assassin's Creed game, potentially uh, two origins. Actually, I'm going to add in a third as another possibility. Why Black- are you adding more games onto the list? <laughs> I'm just saying like examples of the Assassin's I would say you need to play an Assassin's Creed game. Okay. Here are the ones I would recommend. Make your choice from gotcha. these. I want to add also in Black Flag because Black Flag, the pirate one, was a lot of fun. Okay, I'll take your word um, for it. Then I'm trying to decide between the last slot I'm trying to decide between is, a call, is Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Horizon Zero Dawn, or Last of Us. All right, so I'm going to go on ahead and come out strong with the uh, I don't think I would put Call of Duty on my list. <laughs> Mostly it's- just because like I get it from a gameplay perspective that it's like iconic. Yeah. But from a visual perspective, I just don't find anything attractive about those games. And I, I feel like that. for someone that's never played a video game before, the look of it is probably going to be part of a deciding factor for why would I play this game? So I don't know. For me personally, Call of Duty just doesn't have just doesn't have the, doesn't have the, the magic for on. me. Yeah. yeah, it's just it just doesn't have like a fine red wine. Mm. The legs. <laughs> it doesn't have the legs. I only say that because uh, the Call of Duty series is vast. There's so many entries. And I think Call of Duty Modern Warfare was like in my opinion the high mark for that. It's where the granted the historical benefit of the older games like Call of Duty 2 where it is more focused in World War 2 or even World at War where you're in Vietnam. I think things like that have some significance. But then as far as getting away from the historical accuracies, really kind of making their own stories and their own world, I feel like Modern Warfare made that jump and made that jump successfully and was one of the first to maintain that honestly until the reboot of it. Uh that just came out last year because then call of duty started getting like futuristic you know, like with some really weird stuff. And I just never felt that those games felt like call of duty to me. And modern warfare is the one that I probably played the most of and it was, and everything. And I actually played that one on my Mac and everything. And so like having that one before that was kind of what, like one of the entry building blocks I would say of, um, of my gaming history. So that's why I kind of feel like I would be like, if you were looking at a first person shooter, I almost said apex legends on this, but then I was like, that is a hard one because yes, even though I feel like the game doesn't have as much of a learning curve as far as knowing what heroes you want to have, uh, how they play and all that stuff, you have to go up, you have to compete against the other people. And that's where it gets really sweaty. I think any battle Royale would be horrendous. Like I would not say play Fortnite first. If you're a kid and kids are like so quick to pick up absolutely anything, 
sure, go for it, kid. You've got more brain than we could ever hope for now that we're old. <laughs> but like for an, a, for someone our age who had been like, yeah, I've never played a video game before. What do you think I should play? Not a single battle, battle no, royale. No, no, I would not I say. I would say start those later because those require, I don't know, they're like at a different level of shooter. It's everything. not even a different level of shooter. It's a different style of thinking and mindset yeah and yeah, there's yeah. just no room for error and i feel like it could get so discouraging so quickly that it would make someone not want to play well it. and because too i mean the unfortunate thing about those two is the communities around those games are yeah. often can be fairly yeah. toxic and i feel like that especially if you're trying to get into something new so that's why i mean I, it was one of my earlier thoughts and i was like ooh, because i enjoy that game a lot but I would also be like, I would not throw a brand new player into that. It's also most battle royales are kind of based around things that we might not normally think about as being prerequisites for being able to play games. Stuff like game sense. Just do you know what you're looking for? Right. Do you know what kinds of objects you're able to interact with? Do you know what certain things are likely to do in games because you've played them for so long that you now know that's probably something I can pick up. Mm -hmm. I bet that's a button I can push. Right. I bet that elevator way off in the distance actually works. A lot of that stuff is so deeply ingrained in us now that we wouldn't even think about it as being something that someone else might not think of. When in reality, those are things that you slowly build up over time. Oh, Sure. And a game like Apex or Fortnite or, you know, what's that other one? PUBG. PUBG. That's just too much to throw at someone that doesn't have any of the background mm -hmm. that you have after a lifetime of gaming. Yeah. So I think we've pretty much ruled out that one. But you still have... I still have... Three that you're competing of yes. for one spot. So you technically brought a list of nine games. So I'm going to make you hash this I'm out gonna amongst hash, actually, yourself. You know what, here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm actually going to go ahead and just knock those th the other two out of contention because I do believe Horizon Zero Dawn, as I've talked about before is a fantastic game and i would say you could i would almost say that's one that you could swap out for an assassin's creed game because it's same thing it's not gonna have a huge learning curve assassin's creed games are really good about start about very gradually building the difficulty but and just having more of like they're kind of i would almost say and i know origins and odyssey especially dip more into the rpg territory but they're almost what i would say is like a they're almost like an RPG light. Like they have skills, you upgrade those skills, that you still have lots of different side quests and things that you can do in the world. The world is very much on a live place that you really get to explore. But it's not like you're having to do like number stat crunching, say yeah. in like a Diablo or even a Dragon Age game like Bravely, that. Or even a Bravely Default where you're like, default. man, what's my dexterity? It really matters for this boss fight. Exactly. <laughs> so you're not having to do like that right. level. That's even still intimidating for yeah, me. Yeah, it is. So I, mean, I wouldn't even say something like that. So there's even like, so somebody commented that Pokemon Sword and Shield is like the most user-friendly Pokemon game to a fault. Yeah. But even then, there's stuff about the Pokemon games that I still never take into account that mm -hmm. hardcore players do things like oh yeah what the pokemon's nature is whether it's friendly or grumpy or i don't actually know what all of the natures are so don't at me pokemon fans <laughs> that's what i'm saying like i don't really know what this what the what those types are mm -hmm. nor do i care i'm like okay is it water or grass type but then they're like no you also have to take into account the temperament and it's like no 
I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ignore that stat and just go with, is it a Bulbasaur? Great. <laughs> That's what I'll pick. Uh, and then we also have Yes, Grumpy, Jack- one of them. <laughs> Jackal. So Jackal Bark says, says Black Flag, Black was, Flag the was the best AC game, but he can't be trusted in that regard. He is <laughs> way too into pirates. So I know uh, what he's about. So I'm going to go on ahead and just veto. Very biased. Very biased. So, okay. So Jackal Bark. Are you excited or looking forward to the coming out sometime, who knows when, uh, Ubisoft game, Skull and Bones? Because I very much am. And while Jackalbach replies to that, B. Weaver, quick recap. We are hashing out, we've each brought five games to the table of these are the five games that we would give to someone who has never played video games before. Of those ten, so we each have ten, we have ten combined, we're going to whittle that down to just five. So basically we're debating our two lists. Yes. So we're going to get those down to five games that we would give to someone who has never played before. So I think two, okay, Oh, crap, this is hard. I'm 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 gonna okay. I'm gonna knock all out. of the worst parts of Black Flag were the were the Assassin's Creed parts. That's why I have to say like <laughs> the pirate parts of that, the being in the ship and the and exploring and all that stuff, and you know fighting other ships, the naval warfare. So what I'm hearing fantastic. is Assassin's Creed bad game, Black Flag good game. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, d- denied. That's not an acceptable <laughs> choice. Then but no, I'm saying it's okay. So uh, I'm still holding true with true with Assassin's Creed. Uh, I'm gonna stick with Modern Warfare because I feel really? like Assassin's Creed is too so again as an intro game to someone. Like I would say play an Assassin's Creed then move to something like Horizon or man I don't know though this is so hard. I like I'm so torn on these cuz Horizon's so good. I think I do eliminate Last of Us just because even though I think it is a I lo- like Last of Us is my favorite game of all time. I think that it is fantastic, and I would say, hey, once you've experienced gaming a little bit, gotten maybe one or two under your belt, and you want to tackle something that is heavier, that is because like I like uh, uh, Last of Us Part Two, amazing game, but also like like we said, it's heavy. It was depressing. It had parts that were like very rough to get through. Like it's it's you have to be like it in also, the mindset. Frankly, to say. might be too graphic for yes. a lot of people. Yeah, like agreed. too too violent, like too graphically violent. Too and for a and lot stuff. of people, that might just not be their cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to like start with that, right, you want to work right. your way up to that and then see how they react. Exactly. So I, I, so I, I think Last of Us doesn't fit on this. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna keep. I'm going to knock out Horizon and I'm going to knock out Last of Us and keep it as Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Okay. So let's so right right now the only thing that we have in compare in is uh that we share is Stardew Valley. So let's go on Let's go ahead and talk about, about Stardew Valley. Yeah. Why so does Stardew Valley devote Stardew Valley is an obvious choice I think for both of us because it is both incredibly user friendly. Mm-hmm. You can come into Stardew Valley Valley and not know anything about video games. It's graphically very friendly to a beginner. It does have those retro styles. So it's easy to pick out things that are interactable with. It's easy to see this is a house. If I click on the door, I can go in there. Mm-hmm. It's easy to see these are vegetables. If I click on them, something will happen. Yeah. So it's very easy to pick up very quickly. There's also a pretty good balance between what should you do in a day and what you can do in a day. Because with Stardew Valley, you can kind of take it from whichever direction you want to. You can either work on your farm, really making sure that you're getting it up to snuff, or you can decide, no, I just want to do exploration and kind of have a chill time. I don't really care about money and upgrades. I just want to go derp around and have fun. So in terms of 
what kind of game might be a good introduction to both a farming sim and a resource management game, because I still contend that Stardew Valley is farming sim, resource management, and relationship builder. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got that little bit of uh, Story of Seasons, previously known as... um, Cow Petter 5000? What was that game? <laughs> Harvest Moon! Harvest, <laughs> like, what? I don't know where you're going with you this. You can pet cows, I don't remember. <laughs> Story of Seasons, previously Harvest Moon, was kind of the king of that realm for a long, long time. And then Stardew Valley came along and it was like, oh snap, there's a new kid on the block. Oh, yeah. And Stardew Valley is still going incredibly strong for very good reason. And so, we're both very excited yeah, for the upcoming update. We're That's- both super excited for the update. So I think it's kind of a no-brainer for us to both be like, A, it's inexpensive. You can now get it on virtually any platform, so it's very accessible. Mm -hmm. It's extremely user-friendly. It's graphically very appealing, even though it is retro-styled. But that has its place. In in Stardew, it does well. Absolutely. It's got a great soundtrack, and the gameplay itself is extremely fun and engaging. And once you kind of pick up the pace of it, it's the kind of game that someone could spend hundreds of hours in like both of us have yep. so it's bang for your buck it's really easy to pick up and learn very quickly and it will keep you having fun for literal days on end and why i thought this had to go on my list to add on to that is i at first did not think stardew would gonna be a hit for me and boy was i wrong i love stardew and just like it's kind of fallen off lately a little bit how much i've been playing it but still it is one that's so fun i do especially love that like sam and i can play together we have a farm that we work on together uh sam also is a huge fan of stardew valley and so it's just one that i wasn't expecting it to be but it is so much a delight to play and that's the exact same response that we've gotten from everyone Everyone who has played Stardew, even people who were like you thinking, I'm not going to like this, it takes everyone by surprise. I have yet to meet somebody who says, I tried it and it wasn't for me. Yeah, I've never met a single person that was like, I hate Stardew Valley, or even I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. I've never met someone that said, I didn't like it. Yeah. That clocked more than 10 hours in it. (laughs) You need at least 10 hours to (laughs) be able to build up your farm and kind of get the pace of it. So I think it's just an easy... Easy game, easy life. Yeah. Like, uh, that's a no-brainer. B. Weaver says, Stardew will take over your life if you allow it. I have 300 hours logged into yeah, it. Yeah, I have yeah. over 200. Um, by this point, it might be over 250 because I did start a different file, and I'm already on, I think, year three of that oh, file. Nice. So, oh, no, year two. Year two. So, yeah. Uh, I Every time you get bored with one farm, start a start new another. farm. No one cares. You can, just, you can just have a brand new farm and keep going. Yeah. Plus, it's now co-op. You can play it with your friends. Mm-hmm. You can play it online. Multiplayer. You can do couch co-op. Yeah. So it is such a great game to give to absolutely anyone. Easy number one. Easy for, number one. Just on the list. Yes. Not in ranked order. I, I don't think we're list. necessarily even like ranking these as far as like, yeah. ooh, do this one first. It's just literally just like, here are five games. Play these games. I also think that we can go on ahead and go to the second one because I'm going to go on ahead and give one of mine away for okay. one of yours, kind of just right off the bat. Because when you compare them side by side, the reason that I would have proposed Firewatch, all of those reasons are also accomplished by Life is Strange, which is your suggestion. Mm-hmm. So, Firewatch, my suggestion versus Life is Strange, what are the core components that they have in common? They're both simple to play. Yes. They're not... Firewatch technically is a walking sim. Mm-hmm. Some people may or may not call... I, I wouldn't call Life is Strange a walking sim at all. I would just call it an adventure game. So they're similar in their design. Uh, Firewatch is a simple adventure game. Life is Strange is also more of a 
decision-based storytelling adventure game, but they have a lot in common. And the crux of each of those games is that they are powered by, they are really held up entirely by their very strong storytelling. Yes. They're incredibly strong storytelling and they're A plus acting. Yes. Both of them. And when you look at those... Sorry, quick pause. I just did want to adjust chat real quick. Torque says they have five hours or so in Stardew, but the social parts low-key stress them out. (gasps) And they're looking for someone to play it with because that might help them out. So, Dude. We can get a we can we get, can a, get co-op. a co-op farm yeah. going. Also, if you don't want to make friends with the townspeople, you don't have to. Yeah, you can really leave don't. those at one star forever. I had one friend in town, the homeless guy, yeah. for like a year, and he was my only friend. And I was like, you and me, Linus, you're the only one. I thought I you were need. gonna say he was the only one you didn't friend, and I was like, damn. No, he was the only <laughs> one I did friend. Like he was my first and best friend for all of Stardew Valley, my yeah. original file. So, uh, oh, Roro talking about life is, right life is strange. Right, it, right on are. time. Um, I agree. Yes, the story of Life is Strange is what really Linus is the best. Okay, yeah. so we got some Linus some is the number people. one. So at some point, I know we'll probably never actually get around to it, but I really want us to go through kind of this style of together ranking all of the Stardew Valley people Ooh. that you can hang out with. Man. Yeah, that would be a knockdown drag out fight. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's for the future. That's Let's for the get future. Get back to what we were talking about. So, yeah, about. so what were you saying about uh, life is strange? You can take a sip. You can t- no, t- take a sip. Take a sip. You sounded like you were going to say something. No, we have a lot of talking left to do. We got to keep our throats not, fr- not, uh, not dry. So, so, what is then about with. Life is Strange. What about the story about these? Like, they are very story-driven games. They're very story-driven games. I think the reason that I would pretty much instantly give in and say Life is Strange over Firewatch is for the very simple reason that there is slightly more to do. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of a longer game. Firewatch or Life is Strange? Life is Strange. Yes. Life is Strange is a little bit of a longer game. It has more characters to interact with, which I think is a better representation Mm -hmm. of video games as a whole. Because Firewatch is really just one guy and one lady, and that's their entire relationship. And they technically never even meet face-to-face. Right. Whereas Life is Strange is kind of the more normal approach that you would get in most video games to NPCs and relationships. So you play as a main character and then you go out and meet all these other characters and they build the story around you together. So very simply because Life is Strange has more characters that I think might be a little bit more engaging for someone that has never played a game before. It's got fun little features like the time travel feature, being able to go back in time, change your decisions, the decision making as a component to gameplay. Firewatch has that too. Firewatch has decision making and your decisions affecting the game. Life is Strange that just does it to a better, not to a better degree, but to a bigger degree. Yeah. So Life is Strange just fleshes those out a little bit more. And then it also has fun stuff like being able to take pictures. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Being able to take a picture of a squirrel, that was like the highlight of my game. I was and like, those being oh, tied to like something like a trophy. So yeah, there's like a bigger incentive to, like to do an them. achievement and a trophy yeah. system, which is a very simple achievement system, but that I think is a really good introduction to things like achievements. Mm-hmm. So Life is Strange is just, I think a really easy game to be able to hand someone and say, play this because there aren't really controls to learn. You don't even have a jump button. Yeah. You just eventually have to learn how to like walk in your camera, slowly. Yeah. walk slowly, 
look at. And the game always tells you anytime you get within range of something that you can interact with, there's always a little cursor that comes up above it and says, press X to interact. So it's very user friendly in that anything in a room that you can do something with, it becomes obvious pretty immediately that you're able to do something with that. Now there are things you can miss and that's part of the game is that you have to make sure that you are looking around at stuff. And I feel like that's part of building game sense. So yeah, I think Life is Strange is a great game to play for a newbie for exactly those reasons. Firewatch kind of also has all of those same reasons, just to a more contained degree. Yes. And I think Life is Strange, it even, I think it can, because it also, its story does veer to the heavy and does veer to the very emotional. So I feel like you also get that good range there too. As far as the story, for being like, hey, here are all these other games. They may be like really happy, like good, like have some fun story bits, which Life is Strange does. But also like if you want to see where how a game can delve more into heavier topics and heavier discussions, I think Life is Strange does that really, really and well. And it does it without broaching into cat into territory that we would rule out something like The Last of Us for, which is too graphic of violence. Mm-hmm. It does have some violence and some mature topics. But it's nothing outlandish. Right. It's nothing wild. Heads aren't exploding. Heads not aren't exploding. Zombies, people it's getting not like viciously that. murdered in so ways. So even though yeah. it does have mature themes and it has some scenes that are kind of intense, none of it is meant to be shock value. It's yes. not shock value, yeah. which I think is really important. I agree. And so that's what I think. And then plus two, like how much those games resonated with you and me. Like we have talked about those games God, a ton. They're amazing. they're amazing games. I want to play it again. I know. Let's I just play it again right now. Let's, just, Let's just stop this episode. <laughs> Let's just play Life is Strange again. <laughs> so I think Life is Strange for all those reasons that you just said. Big very caveat. Much. If we had been suggesting Life is Strange before it was finished and before all of the episodes were out, yes. hard no. Hard no. So play this, it as a complete package. This assumes that you are able to play the game as a complete package. Which, which now by now you are. You are. But yeah. like if we're talking about theoretical future games or yes. current ongoing games along those same lines, hard pass. Hard pass. No. Because yeah, we are not a fan of episodic Episodic games. gaming is bad for people and no one should play them Agreed. until they're done. <laughs> <laughs> So we have those. So I already gave one of mine up. Okay. It's your turn. Let's compare the rest of our lists. Let's look at these lists. Also, that's not technically how compromising works because it's, you know. <laughs> so the rest of my list because is. Because see, I was going to come after one of yours now. Ooh, okay. I was going to come after Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Why? I feel like that's probably too complex of a game to throw at somebody right off the bat. For a lot of the reasons of why I was saying, like, I would throw something like an Assassin's Creed. Because it's an art. Because, yes, while I agree, RPGs are fantastic games and, like, they provide incredibly immersive experiences. At the onset, I feel like jumping into one like Final Fantasy, especially Final Fantasy VII, and again, if you're playing the original one, like, I could go into Final Fantasy VII, the remake, I think, and have a good time. I have no interest in going back to the original because, A, it does look fairly dated. The graphics are a little rough. And I just think there are a lot of systems in that game that would be confusing to try to pick up on if this is one of your first influences into games. So here's the thing. Doodle Abides also says, yeah, I think JP's JRPGs are a little bit much for normies. But consider this, All right. for millions of gamers, millions, Final Fantasy VII and other JRPGs to come out around that same time 
were their first exposure to video games. Mm. I was that kid. Okay. Even though we didn't own Final Fantasy VII on our PlayStation 1, we had what I now recognize as an adult, because at the time, I didn't really understand what it was, on our home PC, when I was probably seven, eight, maybe even younger than that, I don't exactly recall, we had a demo for Final Fantasy VII on our PC. It was just kind of under the games section of like the computer. So if you went to games, it was like Solitaire and Minesweeper and right. hey, here's this thing called Final Fantasy. And I was like, yeah, let's play the Final Fantasy game again. I didn't have any concept of what a demo was. I just thought that game is really short, but I would go back and play it again and again and again, just that demo. Because even though I didn't really understand what was happening, I didn't really get who the characters were because mm -hmm. it was a random part in the middle of the game. I was still having a blast. Okay. And I feel like so many other gamers have had that exact same experience, which is why Final, Fan Final Fantasy VII just got a massive remake. And it's why there are 15 Final Fantasy games plus <laughs> the ones on the side. Because yeah. even if you go into it thinking... This seems like a lot. The game does a good job, especially with the older games, which is why I kind of think they might actually be the better choice. Mm -hmm. I would even say Final Fantasy VI, which is considered by many to be the best one in the series. I would go for six. I would go for ten. I think any of those Final Fantasy games are a great intro into the world of JRPGs, which I think is important because they're a massive subset of video gaming, they have a long and storied history. And once you actually realize, if I click attack on the attack menu, I do a choppy choppy. It's not actually that hard. <laughs> okay. Like you click sword and it goes chop, and you're like, wow, look at Cloud go and his giant sword. I did numbers? Is that what flew up over the person's head? Yeah, it is. That's the damage. And then you're like, oh no, they hit me back and I took numbers. Yeah. <gasps> Am I hurt now? Did I just die? <laughs> yes, you did. And I feel like it's such an easy thing to begin to learn it, even if you don't have the ability to like mentally go into the statistics of it. Okay. And kind of the more nuanced mechanical components of the game, you can still get a lot out of it and still have a wild, crazy, fun time. And it's bananas! And I feel like that's what other games aren't doing enough of. Going as big as outer space with their stories. Because yeah. Final Fantasy was like, okay, We're gonna you've got this. these environmental terrorists. They're the good guys. And it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm with you. What's going on now? You're a mercenary. Okay. okay. <laughs> so we're infiltrating this this building in a gross, weird city. All right, I'm with you so far. And then at the end of the game, it's like, like this guy wants to turn the entire planet into his spaceship and ride it through the rest of the universe, destroying other planets because he's kind of a psycho. Okay. <laughs> I'll believe it's this. Just, it's got that grandiose ridiculosity to it that yeah. I think is personally super fun. And I feel like millions of other people totally agree with me. So yeah. I would say literally any Final Fantasy game, okay, except for okay. maybe 8 because it's the most confusing one. The All other right. ones, though. <laughs> 8 is still a really good game, but maybe don't play it first. See, and don't play 15 first. That's a bad choice. Or 14 <laughs> because it's technically an MMORPG. Yeah. So not 15 or 14 or 8, but any of the other ones. And not 1 or 2 because they're too old by now. 
maybe just six or seven or nine. <laughs> the point gotta is, make one. I will take one. any Final Fantasy, and the one that I think is the flagship Final Fantasy is seven. And I think most people, whether you believe it's critically the best or not, can agree on that. So then would you say that you would maybe give... Because if, if this is also taken into account that we're supposed to be telling someone right now that we're talking to, this game is what the one you should play. Would you sub it then for the remake rather than the original? Again, thinking that maybe, you know, because I understand a good game is a good game, but it can still be hard to go back to something that maybe graphically doesn't stand up as well. No, I actually still think I, it's I've said hold? I would still go with the older one. In this case, primarily because I feel like the older one is easier to get a hold of. Okay. I think the newer one, at least from what I've played so far, seemed pretty overwhelming to me. Mm -hmm. And I've played a crap ton of JRPGs. And I was like, whoa, this is a lot. So for exactly that reason, I would go with the original seven. I don't care that it looks like shit. It still plays good. It's a, <laughs> well, that's, that's what thing. I mean. Like a it's good a game is a good game. Sometimes just with a JRPG. Brick. Yeah. So it's hard to be like, oh, it doesn't mechanically work. Yes, it does. It works fine. Well, and that's if anything, I mean. the newer game is harder. That's what I mean. I'm not talking about mechanics. I'm just pure from the from the look of it. Sometimes that can be more difficult for people to jump into because of what they're used to. That's why I was saying, like, you know, I would say Super Mario 64, but if the graphics are an issue and something that you don't necessarily want to handle, play Odyssey. Like, yeah. that's a, another fantastic and game. And I think that's a good trade, and that's actually what I was going to argue for Super Mario 64, but we're talking about Final Fantasy. Right. And I'm saying Final Fantasy deserves to be in that five. Okay. I honestly don't know if I can refute that enough to, to say that like what that... What were your other ones? So we my have to other decide ones. what it may replace. And in this case, I don't think Mario. I, I, I don't think it would replace I Mario. I wouldn't sacrifice Mario quite yet. I could almost sacrifice, I would say... I could sacrifice... I could Sakurai. I could Sakurai. <laughs> you know what? Let's replace the entire 10 with Super Smash Brothers Melee, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Well, let's just do five Smash games. <laughs> so we do have to catch up a little bit with the yeah. chat here. Uh, we do... Uh, Jay, we had... Uh, Torque said that Final Fantasy VII... Oh, first, B. Weaver called me out blasphemy for my statements on Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, shame on Torx you. Torque then says Final Fantasy VII was my second art JRPG, first being Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Mystic Quest? I haven't even heard of that one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's so many Final Fantasy games. Okay, so I get... I will give you that and say yeah. that Final Fantasy VII stays. B. Weaver then also said Tony Hawk Pro Skater Ooh, is a blast for anyone, no an matter your experience. interesting choice. I actually never really played that one outside of demos at stores. So I can't really speak to that one. I, I know they have staying power because yeah. obviously they both got remastered yeah. recently this year. I can't speak to that one either, but I can speak, and I know that Torque can too, to SSX Tricky, which is a similar concept, mm. but neither Pro Skater nor any of the SSX games would I put on this list. Yeah. Sure, they're fun. I just, that's not even one of the ones that I thought of exactly when I was same. thinking of what five would I give. But good suggestion. So I had Mario 64 or um, Odyssey. Stardew, Life is Strange, Assassin's Creed, or Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And I think this is a good comment. Torque says, primitive graphics don't look like crap unless they actually do against their peers. And at the time, Final Fantasy VII was right on par with that's everything true. else that was coming out at the time. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a really good good. That is a very good point. point. So what's the rest of your list? Uh, so I had Super Mario 64, uh, Assassin's Creed, or Call of Duty Modern Warfare. What are the other two? Life is Strange. Life is Strange and on. Stardew Valley, what we already Ooh, on. okay. So you've got Call of Duty, Mario, and Assassin's Creed. And Assassin's Creed. 
of those three. I mean, if you were switching RPG for RPG, I would say, or not even RPG, but like RPG light for an RPG, I could say we could get rid of Assassin's Creed, potentially. I think so. I think so, too, because Mario I'm not willing to get rid of. That's one that I'm thinking I might be able to give some on my side as well. So let's keep Mario that's what on I would the table. Say. If we're gonna, if I'm gonna get, if I'm gonna give you in this in this scenario, if I'm giving, if I'm gonna, you know, relent on my on my uh, qualms about Final Fantasy VII, I gotta hit you for the difficulty level in Hollow Knight, though. Okay, so let's go on ahead and say let's give up Assassin's Creed for Final Fantasy, okay. and then let's talk about Hollow Knight v Mario because I think we were thinking kind of the same thing. So here's the thing about Hollow Knight. <laughs> Strap in. Here's the thing about Hollow Knight. So. Yes, it's technically a hard game. Technically. Yes. <laughs> but I feel like Hollow Knight does an incredible job of introducing the elements of the game in such a pace that you have time to adjust and to learn them and master them before you're able to move on to the next segment. So, for example, the first things that you start with in Hollow Knight as part of your repertoire, Mm -hmm. and if nobody's played Hollow Knight before, or if anybody hasn't played Hollow Knight before, I should say, it is a 2D side-scrolling Metroidvania game, which I am still really on board with the concept of replacing the term Metroidvania with exploration adventure because i think that's such a a better term for it because you're exploring somewhere and you're on an adventure to have that buddy right it's like yeah I, i can definitely deal with that so it's a 2d exploration adventure game which gives you a wide berth to just explore at your own pace do what you want and get lost. And I kind of feel like that's a good experience to have as a gamer to be like, I don't know where I am. And also all of these bugs are killing me and I keep dying and I'm very sad. Resident Evil 7, a good starting point. Good heavens. All right, we'll, we'll, get, to, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to this stuff in a second. We got to finish yeah. this. We got to so, finish this out. So, so all those things that you just said about Hollow Knight is why I say it shouldn't be in here. Okay. And I feel that, that Mario is a better introduction to because – I have started and played some of Hollow Knight, but it's for oh, the, yeah. a lot of those you things scrub you said, <laughs> I, it is hard for me to go back to. Not only do I run into like having difficulty with some of the fights and mastering some of the opponents there, I frequently find myself getting lost. Yes. I frequently find myself not knowing what to do next, and that has made it hard for even me to want to enjoy. Okay. Not saying I, my opinion is the end-all be-all, but like that was, is kind of the reason where I'm like, it does – while it does have all the great benefits, and I've heard you, you know, talk about all the great things that this game does, I feel like its barrier to entry is still just a little too high because you are having played Hollow Knight, having already played the Mario's, having That's already true. played all these other things. That's you a have good point. a lot of history. That's a good. So point. I feel like you with platformers, Metroidvania games. So I feel like that really has set you up for success with Hollow Knight. That's a very good point. Handing someone Hollow Knight as their very as one of their very first games, I think they're going to be putting it down pretty quick. I knew it was a long shot, but I wanted to put it on my list anyways. So here's the thing. I will, for exactly that reason, that it does require a certain amount of prior game sense mm-hmm. to be able to truly have not mastery of it, but a fun experience. Yes. I can understand that. So I will give you Hollow Knight, but not in exchange for 64. I will take Odyssey. Because okay. going back, I have also recently replayed Super Mario 64. 
And frankly, in modern times, there are mechanical components of the game that I think don't hold up. Camera's Primarily a little rough, I will the say. The camera. The camera sucks. It, the depth perception, just because, you know, with Final Fantasy, for example, you can't fall off things and die. Mm-hmm. You can't, like, just die by accident because you weren't able to visually tell where you were in any given space. Right. With Mario 64, you can. You can just think that you were going to make a jump and you totally thought you had it, but it was actually at a slightly different depth than you thought it was. But because the shading and the graphics were different back then, you didn't quite realize that it was at the distance that it really was. So I find Mario 64 to not really be that fun anymore. And I like it. I like that game. Mm. I think Odyssey is still a better experience overall, especially for modern times, simply because it does everything that 64 did, but better. Yeah. I think it just does everything 64 did, but better. It's visually much more appealing, and, yeah. and not just because of the graphic quality, but the, the, uh, the attention to detail. That's what it really is. It's things like going into the food kingdom and just having these huge piles of like, a blueberry, a mm-hmm. carrot, here's some really nice broccoli. It's just there's so much variety in each and every level that's very visually appealing, and it also helps you form really fast, connected memories to each area. Mm-hmm. Like Toast Arena, what a fun place. It's tasty sounding, and the sand is like really dark red, and it makes you hungry, and like all the stones are purple or whatever. What a right. fun place to be. Like it has very quick connection that very much like kind of like a sugar rush just makes you happy looking at it mm-hmm. whereas 64 yeah it looked it, it looks good still it does have some staying power i just don't think it has quite enough staying power mechanically to still hold up to modern scrutiny I but honestly does i agree with that um because i think that it does whoop, sorry i heard we got a, fo- a follow alert or some kind of alert oh came no skeletor followed you <gasps> skelly i know skelly she's amazing yay skelly we love you uh, and so I feel like I agree with that as well. I think, and that's why I put Odyssey in this as well as like the, the because I feel like you can't say somebody, here's five games that I think you should play as your first, which I just noticed your Triforce earrings. Well done. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't put a single Legend of Zelda game on my list. Wow. I'm not a real gamer. Oh no. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but, uh, well, but damn. I think, I think, but I think though that, Mario as a whole. You can't say to someone, here are five new games and not include a Mario. So that's why I think like I put 64 or Odyssey. I agree with you. Odyssey is basically 64 2.0 to a degree. Because it is very similar in feel. You have the same... That's what I loved about 64, especially as a kid, was that there were so many different worlds within it to explore. And Odyssey takes those that same feel. And I remember playing it for the first time. I was like... This feels like 64, but it is agree. I agree with you. It has much better graphical quality. The mechanics are much better, especially because you have that smooth 360 every angle camera. Everything in that game just angles really, really well. Yeah. And that being said, that's kind of the same reason that I wouldn't have picked either of the Galaxy games, Mm -hmm. which are my personal favorites. I still like the Galaxy games more than Odyssey, but I wouldn't give Galaxy to a new gamer because I do think that a lot of people have reported in the past that the gravity-shifting mechanics Mm kind of made them feel a little queasy. So I wouldn't start with that. I would start with Odyssey. And, too, Odyssey also introduces a big change, like some new gameplay with Cappy. 
again. Plus, Cappy's just fun. Cappy's just what fun. A fun, great. You get to be a frog with a mustache. Right? It's a no-brainer. Exactly. So, okay. So, I think we've then pretty successfully, because see, in my list too, I was almost like, and I feel like I would, I eventually knocked it off the list for the same reasons that I said about Hollow Knight. Uh, I wanted to put Ori on this list too. Ooh, but yeah. But same thing. It's pretty hard. Yeah. I thought about Ori for my own list too, and I knocked it out pretty quickly. Because it does yeah. have a lot of added elements to it that you would learn in a platformer like Mario. Yeah. And stuff like that. Because Mario has puzzles, and you could solve those puzzles. It, it teaches you that problem solving pretty easily, which I think builds that game sense. That's then a good be point. able to take on games like Ori or Hollow Knight. I saw in the in the chat here, um, Let's see, where was it? Oh, B Weaver said, imagine Blasphemous being someone's first game. Ooh, bad my choice. God. Bad choice. <laughs> I wanted to break my Switch in half playing Blasphemous, so yeah. I can't imagine being that being the first and person's so experience to I a platformer. I know that I have certainly experienced this to an extent with Hollow Knight, like periods of being frustrated, but I feel like I had that more so with Ori. Mm. So that was like the immediate reason that I knocked Ori out of the running, because I remember feeling more frustrated at Ori. Interesting. Much more consistently than with Hollow Knight. Yeah, Hollow Knight is probably on paper a harder game. Mm-hmm. Actually, definitely I is. But I didn't feel frustrated by it. And I See, think I that's felt the so frustrated with Hollow Knight. Yeah. Whereas Ori, I had my problems pro- yeah. spots with it, but I love Ori so just, much. Just different experiences. Yeah. And I still like Ori. I still really like that game. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Oh, yeah. But just in terms of like, would you give it to someone who's never played before? Hell no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. That, that, Build up to it. There's Build that up to mean it. frog that spits stuff at you and kills you nonstop. I would never do that to someone else. Very true. Okay, so we are then locking in Super Mario Odyssey. We've got Mario Odyssey, Stardew, Stardew Valley, Valley, Life is Strange, Life is Strange, Final Fantasy Seven, Final, Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. So we only have Ooh, we've one only more. Got room for one more. Okay, so the remaining ones on my list were. I still have. Ooh, I actually only have Tekken Seven left on my list. The other ones have already been negotiated away. All right. So here's where I'm gonna kind of come at Tekken fighting games again, unless. And I kind of have a feeling that one of your arguments for Tekken is going to be similar to Final Fantasy in that it's one of the things that some like people could have started their gaming on. Like obviously Mortal Kombat and all that stuff when it was first coming out were very big, impactful games. But also fighting games are another thing that require a lot of skill. And so I feel like it would be in almost fit into the realm of like why we didn't count Tony Hawk or S or the what was the other one you mentioned? SX SSX. SSX. For a similar reason. It's a very specific genre that attracts very specific gamers, I believe. That being said, and this was my reason for putting Tekken on the list, is fighting games as a genre are still massive. Mm -hmm. They are still massively popular. They attract millions of gamers every year. And they have been an integral part of video games since their inception. What were some of those original games in the boxes, in the cases in arcades? Fighting games. Well, Donkey Kong (laughs) 2. So we had OG Mario, which was technically Donkey Kong. Right. Then we had real Donkey Kong. And then you have Pac-Man and fighting games. Fighting games have always been there since the very beginning. And I feel like in modern times, they are still very applicable to modern gaming as a whole 
the reason that I picked Tekken is because in comparison to the other fighting games, I feel like it is so much more intuitive. Mm -hmm. And that is specifically because circle, right leg, X, left leg, triangle, right arm, square, left arm. Each of the buttons does something specific, mm -hmm. and it is very easy to visually see it happen at the time that w if I hit square, this arm moves. If I hit triangle, this arm moves. If I hit X, this leg moves. If I hit circle, this one moves. Right. It is so much more intuitive than, say, Dragon Ball Fighters. Or, uh, or Street our, Fighter or 5. Or our most hated enemy, <laughs> Street Fighter 5. How do you play that game? I still don't know. We I played it for two hours know. and I'm still It's clueless. more intuitive than Smash to me. Like, mm -hmm. what, the, what the hell do the buttons oh, do Oh, I still Smash? get really frustrated I don't Smash. know. I like Smash, I but I still know get what very the buttons frustrated do. in Smash. I know that one of the buttons makes a shield consistently. And that's the only button that I know will do something with consistency. Whereas Street Fighter... You know, all of the crazy fighter, even Soul Calibur, because mm -hmm. things like Soul Calibur and Mortal Kombat introduce these other elements of weapons. Like, you've actually got a weapon that you have to take into account as well. Whereas Tekken, it is your fists and your feet. Pure fisticuffs. And that is all you have. And I feel like the command list is always there to teach you, if I push these and this, a thing will happen. Yep. If I push this and these two, a different thing will happen. So in terms of how easy is it to pick it up and understand what's happening very quickly, Tekken is top of that list for me. For an entire genre, I'm speaking for the whole fighting game community, I think anybody should start with Tekken. Okay. And of course, many, many people did. A lot of people started with fighting games as their first game. So I would say Tekken. You need to okay. play this Tekken game and get get on that sweet, sweet FGC-ing. Is that what they call it? <laughs> Fighting game community-ing? All right, so I, I want to jump back to the chat real quick. We had Sleepy Snail saying, all hail Hollow Knight. Yeah! Then Bee Weaver again saying, Mario 64 has Metal Mario. So it is by default the most Metal Mario game. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, yeah, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, but then I also just want to uh, point out a few of these chat messages saying, still haven't completed Hollow Knight. Had to drop Hollow Knight after an hour and a half. Yeah. Hollow Knight is not my kind of yeah. game. So I feel like that's, that right that's, there that's backs up solid. our, our yeah, that's uh, decision some, That's there. some solid backup. Also, look at all these fake gamers in chat. <laughs> look at all these people that don't really game. Weak <laughs> but then uh, Sleepy Snails does ask real quick on. Well, let's finish up and then we'll we'll come back for this okay. one. Oh, we we see your comment, Sleepy Snails. We will we will uh, answer it in a second. Um, although I do like Dork saying my superpower in Smash is getting juggled by Sheik. Right. <laughs> my superpower so, is killing myself because I don't know how to save myself after I've fallen off. Yeah, dude. Some people fall like here's the stage. They'll fall down to here to the bottom of the screen and then they make it back up and to like the stage jet, or like jet completely across under like, it. I see that. And I'm like, I and don't I'm understand. Like, I don't know. I. I push the buttons and that doesn't happen. And I feel like that's why I would never recommend Smash to anyone, period. So your reasons for fighting games and like Tekken especially being like it's such a big community has a, you know, enjoys this massive player base. While first person shooters aren't necessarily a not as early as Tekken. They well, still you have could a very. I argue that they are because Doom is hell old. That's what I was going to say. You've got Doom. 
in that same thing, which maybe I could be convinced to switch maybe Doom 2016 out as opposed I to Call of Duty Modern. Really? You're going to you're going to outro Hollow Knight in favor of Doom. That's true. How dare you? Doom's pretty hard. <laughs> but so for that very same reason, I feel like Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the the original one is the great entry is a great place to start with a grounded first person shooter. And I say grounded being that you don't have super abilities. You're not like a super soldier. You're a, you're a, you know, you're a, you know, and as I talk about this, you could even make the same argument for halo would be very, you know, would be very similar. But as far as like the staying power and again, the community built that's been built around call of duty, I think is very expansive. And I think that, Having that, like, knowing that, um, like, having Modern Warfare or, like, Call of Duty as, like, a, the your base and look into first-person shooters, I think gives you a good idea of if you're going to be a fan of that genre or not. Because I feel like Modern Warfare, the original, has, A, a great single-player story that I played over and over again. It is probably one of the only games that I have multiple, that I've replayed the story. It, the single player story, I have probably played that upwards of 10 times. And I cannot say that really. I don't think about any other campaign game, uh, be it a massive RPG or a shorter, a shorter story game like uh, Call of Duty. Also, though, it does give you that that jumping in point to like online multiplayer with it because it does also have, again, I feel like Modern Warfare, the original Modern Warfare is you did run into some things like you could have that grenade launcher that everybody just spanned for a while. You could still have the quick shot, the quick scope snipering and st- going on and all that different stuff. But I still feel like that game for what it presented in a first person shooter as just like a grounded experience. You're not flying around. You're not having to like learn how to like, you know, the warthog. Yeah. You're not having to learn to deal, the like, fighting against vehicles, different stuff like that. Like in halo, you're not having to worry about somebody jumping, doing a super leap over, you know, from like way far away. Or those slide thingies. Yeah. Like when people slide at you and shoot you and you're like, stop. I, I feel like, stop. I feel like you don't have to compensate. Like granted. Yes. There are people in these areas who are insanely good at the game, but I feel like still you can jump into a multiplayer match of call of duty and still have a pretty good time you're not going to get frustrated i feel like by and because you have the main game to practice it's not like apex where you're immediately in a multiplayer situation you have the campaign of the story to to practice you it also is a incredibly fantastic and well-told story introducing fantastic characters like soap mctavish captain price and like that are and introducing very iconic those iconic characters into gaming that i feel like again are really cool to get to see. But I feel like I so I kind of feel like we're we're like more not necessarily fighting for the games, but more the genre. Yeah. Which genre I feel like we should be including so, here. So quick tiny amount of learning that I just now learned. Oh. Some people credit the first first person shooter game as Wolfenstein 3D, oh, which okay. came out in 1992. Ooh. But then they go on to say that most people would say that Doom is one of the most influential games in the genre, having popularized the first-person shooter. Yeah. So 1992-ish is where we're looking at for the dawn of the first-person shooter. So yeah. So I would say, and Mortal Kombat. I mean, Mortal Kombat was probably around. Did you have? So what else is on your list? You still have something other no, than Call of Duty? No, that was it. It was originally. It was. Okay. It, I had Horizon and Last of Us, but then right, we talked right. ourselves out of those already. <laughs> 
So this is where it's hard. Yeah. Maybe we need some chat input on yeah, this. Yeah, actually, let's just... What would you... Uh, of the I'm arguments not, that we I'm we've, not really willing to give up fighting games. We, I mean, maybe we, might, we could just do like a tie. Maybe we should play some Tekken to decide I mean, who's going to win. true. I mean, but that's the thing. You played more Tekken. I played more first-person shooter. And I feel like one of the benefits of Tekken is that you don't necessarily have to be in the community to still be able to enjoy them. It does also have an online component, so you can still play online. But the real... The real joy of fighting games is just beating the crap out of your siblings and getting the crap beaten <laughs> out of you. It te- fighting games are, at the end of the day, a family experience. Okay. They're a family game. But see, now I can counter that exactly with saying that some of my favorite memories uh, of like my childhood and stuff was sitting around, huddled around a TV playing Modern Warfare with my buddies. And just like the same, the same thing, not only annihilating your opponent in there, but like for Call of Duty's example, uh, we would make is just like getting a ridiculous kill streak. Even now, if I get like a five plus kill streak in that game, I feel so good. But then also with Call of Duty, we would make up fun little challenges for each other. Like you could only use pistols. You could only use a knife. And, and like then competing in like one on one battles against these things with friends. Again, highlight of my youth. And so I feel like those are hard. And so, okay, so we got... We're not getting a lot of, like, these aren't definitive answers, though. <laughs> this isn't helping people. We need a one or a two. One for first-person shooters, two for fighting games. Okay, so Put I understand that. I here. understand Doodle Abide's point here. Fighting games are easier to mash buttons in. Can't get away with that in a first-person so shooter. So that's the thing, is you can, in fact, go into a first... Not a first-person shooter. You can go into a fighting game knowing literally nothing about games and you can still make something happen, and you technically can still win. That's true. So you can have that little rush of I won, having literally zero brain, like the dimmest, most black cloud galaxy non-brain in existence, and you can still make something happen in a fighting game. It looks cool. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel strong. And you're like, yeah, I just did something. I just... I just gamed. Was that me? (laughs) Did I game? Whereas with Call of Duty, I think that as a starter, it does require a little bit more skill. Like to pick up at the outset and do just buttons and make something happen. You know what you technically don't need? Oh, wait. So I said two for fighting games, though. You voted for the wrong one. Wait, what are we doing yeah, now? Two was one is for first person shooter, two is for fighting game. Put your vote in the chat. <laughs> two is for no, fighting. No, it's game. too late. You already typed in the two, so we've got two for fighting games. <laughs> yeah, she's a fake gamer. She doesn't get a vote. Wait, so does she like first person shooters? Is that what I'm hearing? So she's saying it's a one, but she typed in the wrong number, so it's a two. So we've got two for fighting games. All right, so I'm, we've got so technically we've got... two for first person shooter and one for fighting game. Okay. We'll give it a little bit That's more. That's only three votes. We'll give it a little we'll bit more. We'll give it a little bit more. So let's say in a different example then, if neither of us are willing to give on this last slot, is there a different game that we could both agree on? That might be a good way to go about this. Because I feel like we could go back and forth on this forever. Ooh, we've got another one for two. So we're at a tie right now. We're at now. a tie. Um, okay, so Skeletor, Duty I like this, is, is bad. bad and scary. <laughs> and scary to beginners, but Halo is a wonderful world for beginning gamers everywhere. Interesting choice. I could go with that. I could get on board. I would Ooh, switch. I would switch Halo. For- we've got three for fighting games now. Okay. 
personal route to upbringing for mine. Speaking from personal experience, my older sister and her fiance enjoy Tekken. Okay, so we are getting more fighting games. Into oh, this. wait, I was about to say, wait, I have a sister and a fiance. That's our sister. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oh, we've got another one for two. Okay, so you know, we are kind of like You do actually have the ability to put polls in chat. Let me see if all I can right, figure this right. out real quick. Um, I'm technically a mod. But so, okay, so I think we could either... I feel like the the tide is swaying more towards a fighting game, so we could go that. Or is there something else we should pick? Yeah, so let's think, what if we... You know, actually, somebody put a suggestion earlier that I think we meant to circle back to, but then Oh, yeah, we did. Sleepy Snails. Somebody asked about... Yeah, Sleepy Snails asked about, what about the Tomb Raider series? My only... I wouldn't count that one, I don't think, because my... And I just purely from I can't really speak to a whole lot about it because the only one I've played is the 2013 remake. Mm, good point. So I have played the remake, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and I think I've technically played bits and pieces of the older ones, but only because my mom owned them. Haven't played enough of the older ones to really right. have that core background. While I loved the 2013 reboot of, of Tomb Raider, I don't know if I can... Oh, well, somebody it. also just suggested Dream Daddy. We didn't that even, fits too close to Life is Strange. We didn't even touch on dating sims. But I feel like, like that's a little like in the same vein of Life is Strange. Oh, Kirok, you're about to get banned, buddy. Kirok's cruising for a bannon. Tomb Raider would be on par with Uncharted, <laughs> He's yes. cruising to get banned. <laughs> you want to get banned, buddy? <laughs> you know, neither of us picked Uncharted for obvious reasons because it's a garbage Well, I've only played game. the first one of that one, too. But I didn't hate it near as much as you did. Oh, I actually enjoyed if it If you had bit. played one quarter of the second game and then realized that oh, you were... Still on my that list. you were literally throwing your life in the garbage can, you would have been like, oh, never mind, I'm out. <laughs> if you so I played about one quarter of Uncharted 2. If I had played 50% of Uncharted 2, I think I would have quit gaming forever. I think it would have hollowed me out of any love of gaming, and I just would have had to quit. See, Kirok loves them all. <laughs> I want I still, it's like on my list to finish all of the Uncharted's. Don't bother, bro. You've we got hit, so much life. We just to hit a thousand dollars. Should I be, should we I be playing we Uncharted? We should have made this list the five <laughs> games that you would never recommend to anyone. Mine would have been Uncharted one, two, three, four, and I don't know, Call of Duty. <laughs> it would have been all of the Uncharted. If I have five games, oh man, I'd have to think about five. Yes, the specific questions is what five games would we give to someone to play that has never played video games before? See, Brandon's with me. He thinks I would enjoy Uncharted two. I think I would too. Tragically, I think he's right. I probably would love those games, yeah. actually. What does it say about you? That I'm a great gamer with yeah. great taste. Yeah. So, <laughs> Uncharted aside and Tomb Raider aside, I'm not sure that I would pick Tomb Raider either as a game yeah. to give somebody at the outset. I do think that the reboot specifically, the 2013-2016 game, mm -hmm. is a fantastic great game. Great game. But I still think it's not super user-friendly because it does have just a lot of mechanics mm -hmm. going on in it. And it does have a pretty high difficulty level for certain parts of the game. So, even even though I think it's a fantastic experience, now I wouldn't say play this one as like a first gaming experience. So Kara then says, uh, scrap Uncharted, but what about Last of Us? He so we talked about this one. We, yeah, you weren't here about it. We did. We talked about Last of Us for a little bit, but then I ultimately decided to scrap it because while, yes, Last of Us is my personal favorite game and that series is my personal favorite series, it's, I feel like it veers too much into like, and what I believe like kind of the end all be all pinnacle of gaming in terms of like storytelling, combining that with mechanics and things like that. I was it, eating it homemade lasagna. Oh That's my why God. he wasn't here delicious. for the start. <laughs> that sounds delicious. That does sound pretty tasty. Um, but we decided to cut it 
because it does veer into a very heavy storyline with a lot of violence, a lot of, you know, just very dark, depressing moments. And it's, it's just a very mature game. I feel like you have to kind of know what you're looking for going in. And that being someone's very first experience, while hopefully if they chose that as their first game would be an incredible experience for them. I feel like to say right off the bat, you need to play this one. I would say play last of us eventually, but get some others under your belt. Maybe. Maybe we're missing a really obvious choice here. Okay. What about something like The Sims? Oh. Which is arguably a game that many, many people got their hands on back in the mid-90s. That's true. When video games were kind of just becoming mainstream popular. And that, played the hell out of. So I honestly missed The Sims. I played like games like, not the same I know, but like something like Sim Tower. Um, I played that. But would so, that follow maybe almost too close into the resource management of like Life is Strange, uh, Stardew Valley? I mean, like Life is Strange, but but perhaps everything goes back to Life is Strange. So I feel like <laughs> The Sims might be in sort of a different category. Almost, I do. Think Again, that I haven't really played them, similar. so I, I could be out. The reason that I think that is specifically because The Sims kind of has because Stardew Valley is more like a farming simulator, very mm-hmm. specifically, whereas The Sims is more like Zoo Tycoon, City Tycoon, The Sims itself, right. all of The Sims spinoffs. I kind of feel like it's a different thing, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure I feel so strongly about it that I would have it be my personal recommendation. Yeah, I don't think I would either. But when I was young and playing Unreal Tournament 2 for the first time with my best friend Jessie Janae and her, on her brother's computer up in their bonus room, uh, the other <laughs> game that we would play all the time was The Sims. Like, mm-hmm. it was The Sims an unreal tournament and those were the two games that we were hardcore addicted to so skeletor also says uh um, tycoon was a legend in it w- its field i like that or like roller coaster tycoon could also be well, that's the one but, Zoo uh, tycoon wait did was, i just say da, that da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah i did, you did. <laughs> <laughs> what was the ones that i just saw um oh skeletor also said oblivion age of empires or halo now seeing age of empires i'd kind of thought something like that because obviously another one of my favorite series civilization but kind of the same thing it has a like i still don't know everything there is to know about civilization but it was also one of my early entry games so if it is one that you chose to learn on you could get a handle on that but still i feel like Unless the person is specifically looking for it, I don't know if it would be one that I would suggest first off. Because, yes, Age of Empires, Stronghold, Civilization, I played those – I played the shit out of those games growing up. So I love them. But I also was attracted to them because I had a very – like I love playing Age of Empires and Civ and Stronghold because of their historical context. Because you're a nerd. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So – but like I I wonder – I haven't – I mean, through doing this podcast, yes, I've met several people. Like, I know uh, Kirok and, and Doodle Bites, your bro Mogan, just picked up Civ Six not too long ago for Switch. And they're loving it. And they're loving it, I think, right? But they still picked it. They were you're loving to it, pick right? It yeah, you're loving it, right? You better, you be better say it. yes. So I feel like um, it would be very – those, though, again, it's resource management, but it's a lot of resource management. Because it's different even than like Star – again, that's why I would veer more to Stardew Valley as opposed to one of those games. Because Stardew Valley has – Kind of all of the same beats but just the same a beats, different packaging. But they're also not naturally decreasing. 
and yeah. like constantly needing to be replenished. That's true. Age of Empires and stuff like that, you're using your food to build units. You're using your wood to build buildings. You're using your gold to buy whatever you need. And those things you have to constantly be mining. So you're having to manage what units are constantly getting those resources. You're having to manage what you're spending those on. You're having to manage against attacking empires coming in and destroying your buildings. There's a lot more to learn there. So again, I feel like maybe that mo- those might be, oh, wow, again, fantastic. I feel like maybe difficult. Okay, so here's the thing. I won't cave to Tekken for Call of Duty. Okay. But I do love first-person shooters. My own personal suggestion would have been Metroid Prime, but I can't really recommend that to you because mm. I know you won't take it. And I haven't played but it. But yeah. here's the thing. I would give it up for Halo specifically because I feel like it is a more frankly to me mm-hmm. visually and world building more appealing game. The I would world agree of that. Call of Duty doesn't interest me in the slightest because it's too close to our real because it's too close to our real world and it's boring it's ugly and boring (laughs) it is an ugly boring place but the world of halo even though i don't really play those games myself i understand i get the appeal i get that it's like space and junk and there's like a big metal ring in the sky and stuff's going down and like there's craziness happening out there i totally get the appeal of halo and i recognize that it is an iconic first person shooter in the field so i would give you halo but I won't have it. It doesn't have as near as much of a, a barrier, like even because Doom, even 2016, again, forgive me. Yeah, I, sci fi shooters are cooler than military shooters. I would get on board with that for Halo, I believe. Okay. Because I think, hey, I agree with you. Halo is what a series that I have also played. And it was the second, if we weren't playing Call of Duty, we were playing Halo, me and my friends growing up. So it's like, I would go with that. And I don't necessarily feel like you need to pick ones because honestly, the first three are regarded as the best. Yes. So, you know, I would just say play the Halo series if somebody was asking, obviously starting with number one. Well, now we've got Minecraft in the mix, oh, which you man. know what? I'm going to go on ahead and say no. You yeah. want to just say no, I'm saying no and not justify it? <laughs> Let's just say no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yes, I think I, I would agree with you. I will I will do that. I will get rid of Call of Duty. An agreement. An agreement has been We reached. have reached a gentle person's agreement. Exactly. Through so, discourse and debate. Indeed. Through gentlemanly, gentle personly debate. So the five <laughs> games that we've picked then to give to someone who has never played video games before are Stardew Valley. Yes. Super Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII. Yep. Fourth one I can't. Life is Strange. Life there is we strange. go. Life is Strange. And Halo. Halo. I'm like very happy with that list. pretty solid variety o games yeah I w- because i, I think be it gives people that. stuff it gives enough especially like stardew cheap very low barrier to entry uh life is strange at this point fantastic story great mechanics also very cheap to pick up at this A point pinnacle of storytelling narrative story halo you have the pew, link pew, pew. of like you, you have pew, a whole pew, series pew. Yeah, and the pew pew pew. And the pew pew pew. But, and it does have very engaging combat, great online multiplayer as a component as well. Uh, and also, the, one of the most iconic video game characters of all time in Master Chief. 
fan, and also, oh man, see, I'm just convincing myself even more. The music of Halo. Can we give? Yeah, around, see, that's the thing. Call of Duty you know? doesn't have that same scale of iconic soundtrack. Yeah. The Halo soundtrack. I don't care who you are. You have to recognize that, that soundtrack it. is amazing. Oh yeah. You just you got to give it up. So I will con- I will freely compromise Tekken for Halo. All right, so they're still people are still trying to get us on this Minecraft thing. I'm sorry, but Knights of the Old Republic is one of the friendliest beginner RPGs and is based on a franchise many non-gamers are familiar. Yeah, but consider this: Star Wars is lame. So, (laughs) hey guys, I regret to inform you that Team Chat Podcast uh, is tragically over. It's being dissolved. Team Chat Podcast is no more. Logan has crossed the line that cannot be crossed and I'm sorry just, we have to call this a close yeah, I'm glad we raised all this here. money for everybody um, good way to blow it out we're not gonna we're not gonna continue the stream it's reached its conclusion so the thing is I have watched somebody <laughs> Skelly was there so Camp the Boy played all of Knights of the Old Republic on stream and I watched that stream and I was like I would have hated this game I would have hated this game if I had played it then and I'm hating it now. It was fun to watch somebody else play it because I didn't have to play it. Yeah. But if it had been me, I think I would have super not enjoyed it. So I, have I say not we finished leave Kotor, that out of so the... So I can't really speak to that one there either. There we go. So let's just leave it out of the mix. Let's go with a nice safe option of Halo. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think Halo is a good just overall. RPGs, also, that's what I mean. RPGs and what that like, you know, I tried to fight you on Final Fantasy 7. I know, I mean, I'm, need, I'm about ready yeah. to need to like turn back around to face the this isn't our usual setup <laughs> but i i have to agree final fantasy as far as like an rpg i agree with all your reasons there um it's rpgs are harder i feel like yeah. to they're, they're i feel like you could say set. like you could say somebody are you looking for an rpg cool what do you like like and you could like maybe give a yeah. choice and then if they're like oh i love star wars Kotor. That's Go a, that's it. a good point. So um, no, I'm actually not. I'm not not a Star Wars fan. I like Star Wars. I just love to give Jared heck about it. I'm a natural born heckler. <laughs> so anything that somebody else likes, I'm just gonna kind of I'm just gonna dig at it and, just a little. And you know how to push those just buttons. Just a little. You just dig in really. Deep. In the exception of Uncharted, which is genuine garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the one genuine garbage game. Star Wars, I like. I just like to just like to push Jared's buttons. I sometimes. know, and you do, you did. Yeah. I almost canceled this whole stream. My my favorite movie is the one where they go to space and then there are ships and guns and, and pew pew. Also, speaking of Star Wars, real quick, I'm not even going to address that. But can we? Uh, <laughs> because can it's we, all of the movies. Can we give a big shout out to Mandalorian season two? My God, everyone. It's been fantastic television so far. I'll Check it out it if you haven't watched it. Check out also, uh, just going to go ahead and do a little promo here. <laughs> Check out Beskar Boys. I'm doing an episode recap with us. <laughs> your own show on this show. How dare you? Uh, also, then check out Catch Up Culture for uh, this podcast I do with Samantha as well. Now, that one you get Sam on. So, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's Mandalorian? Don't worry. You don't need to worry about oh, it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I and I get, I like, and that was kind of the hard point, the hard point about this yeah. too, Bro Bogan, uh, when he says, I like Skeletor's point about picking game genre based on who you're recommending games to. I agree. That's obviously when going into this yeah. discussion, that's the easiest way to figure out what to recommend to people, but we're also looking at just like case, from an overall question, blank slate. Yeah, the question was, you have a person. Like, let's say you meet somebody on the street and they say, what five games should I play? And you don't have time to get their backstory and their personal interests and none of their clothing have logos for popular media on it. You just kind of have to guess. Yeah. And these are the five that we would guess. So I feel like that's a pretty, a really solid list mm-hmm. for someone who has never in their life 
played a video game. I think so too. We should have just picked Minesweeper and been done with it. Oh, see, I hate Minesweeper. <laughs> it's a terrible game. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Tork Glare says Star Wars sequel trilogy really sucks. I do enjoy Mando though. Okay, now I agree with you. St- sequel trilogy is not the strongest of the trilogies, but is it? I have a question for you though. Is it better or worse than prequel trilogy? on that for a little bit while we get to uh brandon's catch-up culture is great i've listened to the first three episodes so far oh thanks Woo-hoo. uh but um let's see is she saying that minesweeper is the one that has amazing character arcs <laughs> i like to think so how the flags interact with the minds she also oh, the someone tension. came up to me and asked me on the street wearing entirely gray clothes i'd start looking for around for cameras yeah i would too i didn't say they were gray i said they didn't have logos on them but. so yeah I think that's a pretty solid list. I think that's a pretty solid list. So, Fuchsia, thank you for the really fun topic. Mm -hmm. We did somehow, yet again, wind up filling nearly two hours (laughs) with this debate. Just like I said, every time we think we're not going to go that long, we go that long. We go that long. Brandon (laughs) says uh, prequel trilogy has more memes. That's true. Better memes. And frankly, the memes are better. I honestly, like, I I think I do like the prequel better than the sequel. here's the thing. The prequel has the high ground there you go right there i have to agree with you there yeah. prequel yeah. i i will say i love the prequel trilogy i think they're really, I, I like them i mean too. i will say attack of the clones is probably uh man it's see hard. i hate the first we're, one we're the going most. into a whole different i hate the first one of the prequels the most because frankly very child anakin not it's hard he, to get past he ruins it he, i think like, attack I know of the clones fault and he's literally a child but he just just makes it unwatchable <laughs> I think Attack of the Clones is my least favorite, I will say. I, that's the second one, that's right? That's the second one, yeah. yes. I like, and then I think shortly, I, I haven't done a definitive ranking. That's a discussion for another time. But We'll I do think, that in our next, next podcast. There we go. Uh, so It'll be but, rating yeah. every 15 minutes of each movie. That's how we're going to space <laughs> it out into a really long show. <laughs> Make it come. Uh, he says both trilogies have their major, oh, Torque says both trilogies have their major and awful weaknesses, but the prequel trilogy has a coherent storytelling vision and dared to be different, whereas the secret tri- sequel trilogy seems to only rely on nostalgia and Ryan Johnson. I feel like that's a very good point. That's a very the good prequels point. prequels did actually try to do some new and weird stuff, mm-hmm. which compared to the current sequel trilogy, I mean, Nothing let's be new. fair. Force Awakens is a copy yeah. of A New Hope. I, I feel like it, it really is. Like Disney just got its clutches into it and just wouldn't let go. And it's that stranglehold that's kind of choking out some of the fun. Yeah. Whereas with the prequels, they were like, we're going to get weird with it. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, go for it, buddy. Do your thing. Brandon also says that uh, episode two has Obi-Wan Jesus, which is very true. And I actually just got the Obi-Wan Jesus action figure oh, yesterday. Oh, nice. <laughs> Plus, it has Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Do we forget Samuel L. Jackson? And it has Django Fett. Man. And it know. has Qui-Gon Jinn. No, that's episode one. Oh, dang it. Well, whatever. He. The point is, he seemed like a cool dad. But I'm like, also... Yeah. Oh, no, no. Qui-Gon yeah. is a very yeah, cool character. He's a cool character. dad. I, he, that is the movie that made me love Liam Neeson. Um, but then, so to jump back, though, to Torque's point, I'm also going to assume then from your comment that you thought Last Jedi was the best of... The sequels, because I is say... Is that what I said? No, uh, Torque. Oh, okay. uh, because they're common about Ryan Johnson. Whereas I believe that also that The Last Jedi is the best of the sequel trilogy. Come at me. But, uh, but Hot takes. you know. Yeah. Kirok says something that actually makes me kind of depressed. He says, in one hour, <laughs> you guys will be at the 50% mark. Kirok, why oh, would you say boy. that? We Very still got uncool. some time to go. That but J.E. Clapton says, for the kids. And that's exactly why we're here. That's why we're here. For another 12 hours. 
Um, oh, but so man. I think it is time in about, or pretty much now, right? Yeah, to it's time for us to get to ready hand to hand, hand it over to, to our to next Roro. incredible guest, Roro, who's been on our show, Ro, a yeah. bunch of times. <laughs> I love it. I'm sure he probably hates that kind of stuff, but I do whatever. I want to give a quick update. We have gotten a couple donations in. Rise of Skywalker was so predictably dull. I agree. It was not the best. I need to watch again. I actually have only seen it the one time in the theater. Uh, there were still so man, we're, we're, we could just go off in a long time. So I won't, I, there were moments of it that I enjoyed, but there were a lot of it that wait, I was Rise kind of, of like, Skywalker that's the, the last one. one. Yeah. What's the one that he says fall. Wait, what, what was the one that we said was the best one? Oh, um, last Jedi. Is that the first or second one? That's the second one. Okay. I clearly don't remember much about them. Oh, man. But we're sure. just getting into Star Wars stuff here. Yeah, God, Ooh. we're going to have to call this quits. <laughs> um, okay, here's a question. We got one real quick. Best one was Force Awakens. Okay, we got to oh, get no. a Star Wars or we'll be here we all day. We have a spe- question specifically adding me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would it, here's a question challenge for you. Would there be any amount of money that could be raised where you'd consider using your hair as a fundraising incentive? You actually don't have to. Um, I was already planning to give... Yeah, we talked about this Yeah, earlier. I was already planning <laughs> to get a haircut soon anyways. It is getting way too long. It's normally not this long. So I was going to get it chopped soon anyways, and I always donate all of my spare hair. So you don't actually have to raise more money for that. I was probably going to do it anyways. It's all on its own. Yeah, so don't worry about that. So we do, uh, before we hand things over to Roro. It's Ro-Ro, hot too. Like, I'm hot. I'm sitting here and I'm like, it's hot. Damn it, Kirok. You're starting a whole nother conversation. Kirok, says, I'll stop the Star Wars stuff. Star Trek is the best. God. Okay. I was just going to say, I grew up also watching Star Trek. I'm, I'm going to leave it at this. I grew up watching Star Trek as well. I have an appreciation for Star Trek as well. It just never resonated with me near as much as Star Wars, but I still do like Star Trek. Um, I will not be going quite so far as to match Jarrett with the look, but it would be nice for the optics. <laughs> Unfortunately, tragically, I can't really like grow any compensation though. So I would have to either draw it on with charcoal <laughs> or like just, just start rubbing Rogaine on my face to hope that something grows in. Oh, Dune. Bee Weaver says Dune, mother flubber. Wow. I'm very excited. Mother I watched the, the original Dune movie and was lost, but I'm very excited for the well, new Dune movie. We can movie. probably talk. We about can talk the about all this Dune stuff movie. for a while. Yeah. So I'm gonna really quick though. We had a couple donations come in that I want to hit before we talk. Uh, before we pass things over to Roro, so I uh, just want to make sure these came in. I believe it might have actually been to you. Oh my gosh! No, it's not. That's it wasn't. That was where out. you were at before. Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure. Um. Oh crap! I think that's my correct amount. Here we go. Let's read these real fast. Doopy doop boop. To the donations button. Donations. Why do they make it this hard? I don't know. No? That was the last. Oh, we just got another one. Okay, Sle- Sleepy Snails gave us oh, 15. Thank you, Sleepy Snails. Thank you. Much love. Many hearts. All right, but we need to start getting things set up to pass it off to Roro. We do indeed. The novels. Um, Never mind. Let's let's not talk about the dude novels. <laughs> let's jump into the we'll be here all novels, day. The Star Wars novels. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> no, but yes. So we're gonna hand things over now to Roro. Do we know what Roro's play? Uh, he has a few ideas. So he might play Destiny 2, which oh. I, was, I was watching him stream Destiny 2 the other day, and I was like, this game looks hard. Destiny 2. <laughs> uh, Destiny is, uh, is a loot shooter that I dropped off of, yeah, but he might I do, did enjoy my time He might it. do Destiny. He might do more of Mario 35. Oh, that'd be fun. Or Animal Crossing. I'm oh. personally like secretly All three of those Animal options Crossing. are good. Yeah. 
What? No. I mean, we're ending it now. We're ending it now. Yeah. We're, we're wrapping it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Don't judge are, us. We take a long time. <laughs> we had lots to discuss. We had a lot to talk about. So we are going to now hand it over to Roro. So give us a quick second while we get all that stuff set up. Um, Logan, please entertain the people while I, I get will. these well, different things going. I don't have to. We have dogs now. Oh, the yeah, dogs will go. do it all Pup for me. Cam! Come on, pups. But thank you, everyone, as we sign off again. A huge thank you to all as we Thanks jump into our years. sixth. Yeah, thank you for five yeah. years as we start our sixth. We are excited to be bringing back, like I said at the beginning of the show, bringing back Team Chit Chat and the new the new form of Soundtrack Spotlight in a weekly blog series. So we are very excited. We are very thankful for each and every one of you. And we can't wait to bring another year of great gaming discussion. We live for the applause. applause we do. Applause. We live for the applause. Pause. Live for the applause. Pause. Or in the case of the dogs, the applause. Pause. <laughs> the applause. Pause. But until next time, everyone, I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right, physically once again, by Rachel Milken. Adios. We will see you all next time. Bye.